0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spotlight with Shubham. I'm a co-founder of Mastera, an all-in-one platform for anyone to launch and scale their online teaching, coaching, and training business. Today, we have Teresa with us. I'm, I'm pretty excited to, uh, to have her on the show today. Uh, Teresa is the founder and owner of Teresa's Z consulting She educates and empowers business owners Helping them develop the tools needed for long-term success. Um, hi, Teresa.
1: Hi, Shubham. I'm excited to be here today. Uh,
0: so, Teresa, uh, tell us more about your uh, about about yourself and about your business.
1: Okay, uh, my name is Teresa Zanardelli, and as Shubham just said, I own uh, Teresa Z Consulting. And I am a business consultant and a sales and retention strategist. And I work exclusively with service-based, indes- service-based businesses, primarily fitness businesses, and um, gyms and fitness studios. And I help them make more money in their businesses so that they can focus on their dreams rather than being um, prisoners of their business. So uh, I also think of myself as um your right hand woman. So I I strive to be the right hand woman that every business owner needs in their journey of becoming or being a successful business owner.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Um no, that's great. And 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 just to let you all know, I've known Teresa for, for a while. Uh we have some common clients as well. So uh so yeah, she she's she's pretty, pretty awesome at at what she does. Um, so, so with that, uh, we're curious to, to know how you got, got here, just, just about your background in terms of your whole journey, uh, how, how you got, got to this point, uh, and what made you decide that, Hey, I want to be a business coach and I want to help people and, and help them succeed.
1: Um, I have been involved in the fitness industry for quite a while. I've been a yoga instructor since about 2008. And I managed a spin and yoga studio for a while and then opened my own yoga studio. And so I had been involved in the fitness industry for a while and and kind of learning all the ins and outs. And so I've had my hands-on experience. And um, what really made me want to become a business coach is my experience as a business owner. Um, There were plenty of times when I wanted some help when I felt kind of all alone and I didn't know mm. who to ask for help. And so I decided that I wanted to be that person that business owners could look to for, for help in their businesses. So that's what made me turn in this direction. Oh, nice.
0: nice, Nice. That's, that's great. And uh, so, so you, you have eaten your own dog food in the past. So, so it's, it's not like, it's not like you're just someone who has learned something and who has never done that uh, sort of thing. You have launched your own, uh, own studios. You've been an owner, and now you're helping the owner. That's 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 amazing. Um, that's great.
1: And I Perfect. I built the, my yoga studio from the ground up, from scratch. So I didn't purchase an existing one. So, yes, I've as you put it. That, I haven't heard that one before. As you put it, I am eating <laughs> my own dog food. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So no, that's that's great. And and I I think personally also when I'm I'm wanting to work with someone and wanting to. Uh, get their uh, suggestions or, or direction I, I do want to make sure that uh that they have been in my shoes so, so i think that that i'm sure is is very assuring to a lot of uh, a lot of owners that you work with um so that's great so so with that let's uh, since since we do want to talk about uh fitness business owners and business owners specifically and and want to make sure that um as they're listening to the podcast they they take away uh, pretty solid, awesome influence uh, stuff today that can influence them to take uh, take better decisions as they hear uh, the podcast today. So, so with that, um, let's talk about as you work with uh, owners. What are the what are some of the key mistakes uh, you you feel that uh, that that your clients had made in the past, um, and and especially during the early part uh, in their journey, during the early stages in their journey.
1: Uh, Well, I think that what I see pretty frequently, I think that something that people often forget to do when they're first starting out. Um, And I do work with a lot of, um, I don't want to say small businesses because some of them are large, but maybe I should say single location. So I don't work with a lot of franchisees um, necessarily. And so most of the businesses I work with, they are individuals that have started a business. And so in the beginning Sometimes um, new business owners will get so involved with the product or service that they're offering that they forget to look at the number side of things. So Mm -hmm. that's that's what I see most frequently. Um, And then once they get into the business a little bit, they find that maybe there's not enough in their bank account every month to pay the rent or maybe their um, new members are not growing like they feel like they should. And they can't quite figure out why, because they haven't been looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, I think, one of the main things that I see that that people forget about. Because often people that start these businesses are experts in their uh, modality and not necessarily an, a numbers expert.
0: That makes sense. <clears throat> that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Uh, so, So what I'm hearing is that there is a fine balance that needs to be maintained. Uh, between the product and the services, and the sort of customer support side, and and on the other side of uh, of the business as well, like numbers, and sort of making sure that the cash flow and and things are are on track uh, to
1: yeah.
0: keep keep that awesome product alive. Um, yeah, that There's makes that makes
1: small business owners have to wear many hats.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they are doing marketing, they are mm-hmm. um, doing customer support, they are um, just um, cleaning and and sometimes people love that a a small business owner is also uh the the chief uh chief janitor also or, or things like that so so you're pretty much working uh wearing multiple hats and you're doing doing pretty much everything so you now that that makes sense um and with, with that uh, I, I wanted to uh, also talk about sir just about the competitive edge standpoint um uh, this industry is competitive. Uh, there are a lot of lot of business owners. There are a lot of business owners who are starting new. A lot of already successful businesses out there. Uh, what what, according to you, that uh, makes them have that competitive edge uh, in this space and makes them be a successful uh, sort of a coach uh, to their members or uh, a business owner there?
1: Um, You're right. It's a saturated market for sure. And um, so it is important to have something to help you stand out. I think that it's important to have um, a strong identity and specialty and consistency with your marketing, staying attached to those things. And then I also think that it's important to niche down a little bit. So I think a common mistake, uh, is sometimes people get too broad with their offerings, trying to um, appeal to absolutely everyone. But then there's that saying, if you try to be everything to everyone, then you end up being nothing to anybody. Sure. Um, so it's important to decide you know, your identity and what you are offer, but then also what your ideal client is. And then niche down and really focus on that one product, not one, but specific products um, and or services and get really good with that, focusing on a certain group of of people. And then um, building a network from there is important too, Um, getting a, a following, a group of people, a community and then, then that's how you can stand out a little bit. You've got this strong identity, your strong ideal client, and your strong community. And then that will help you shine. Makes
0: sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, on that, uh, another another question sort of thing that I've I've often heard is about pricing and stuff. Uh, a lot of people who are just starting out and they see the competition and they sort of get a little bit scared away uh, that I, um I'm just new in this, this business. Should I discount it? Should I discount it heavily? Should, how should I price it to be, to be positioned to, to, to have a good, uh, good influence on that, that segment or that niche? Uh, what are your thoughts there uh, on the, on the pricing side of the things? Any, any suggestions for the listeners?
1: Yes, that's a, a great point because um, especially with new trainers or instructors or new business owners, they often um, don't charge enough because yeah. they they feel like they're the new guy or new g- girl. And um, they feel like they don't have the experience that maybe their competitors have. Um, but uh, I always tell my clients, you don't need to advertise that you're brand new um, because if you know your subject material well, then you know your subject, subject material well. And um, so you shouldn't always, um, you shouldn't let your competitors determine your pricing. You should let your business determine your pricing. You have to figure out what you need in order to support yourself and your business and then base your pricing on, on those things rather than only focusing on your competitors. Because maybe your competitor can't pay their rent or maybe your competitor can't pay themselves. You, you don't know any of these things, so you right. really have to look at um, yourself and you don't want to devalue your services look at yourself, your business and and base your pricing on those things
0: that makes that makes sense and and also like pricing on the value uh, sort of thing if 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 there's a huge value in the service and the product uh, that mm-hmm. you're offering then then anyone is going to be willing to pay that premium uh, for example me, Um, if I start to get into the market today to look for a service, um, I would have absolutely no idea that who just started, um, did did this start like two, two months ago or 15 years ago? I would have absolutely no idea. I'm just going to look for what I want, um, and what is going to give me the most value in in terms of, uh, if it's uh, fitness, then what's going to help me attain my goals and give me that value. Um, so yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. There's there's different sort of perceptions there. Um, so don't look at from the owner standpoint. Look at it from a sort of a, a member standpoint. That how they are going to see the pricing. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. The
1: consumer.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, that's great. So so on that that note, uh, that is that is one one part of the part of the thing that uh, a lot of owners and uh, businesses sort of think about. Um, we uh, let's also talk about the skills that they need to uh, they need to attain. They need to learn um, as they as they start, especially again in the early part of their of their business. Because because we work and I work uh, with a lot of uh, people who are just starting out. Uh, at the same time, we do have a lot of uh, a lot of clients who are very mature uh, in in the in their business. But when I see the people who are just starting out, um, there are a lot of things that that they need to understand and learn. So from your standpoint, uh, from your perspective, what are your thoughts there? What, what are those key things that they should be focusing on uh, in terms of learning during the initial part?
1: Um, I think that that kind of goes back to the many hats point that we, that we brought up earlier, um, because so many times new fitness business owners are so good with their, uh, their services um, then they might be lacking in other areas. So um, working closely with an accountant and a bookkeeper and trying to learn a little bit more about what they need to keep an eye on with finances um, and learning a little bit more about marketing. Um, marketing in the sense of getting your name out there, but then also marketing with current clients. And so you've got like, the ads and Facebook side of things, but then you also have the emails and and text marketing side of things with existing clients. Um, Let's see, sales. Uh, Many times fitness um, professionals don't like to be salespeople um, sure. and so that's an important aspect that you need to to think about. And I always say don't think of it as selling, but letting your clients know what's available to them, they're letting right. them know their options.
0: Right.
1: Um, so being a salesperson is is really important. And then I think time management is one that sometimes you don't think about that is really important because if you were the business owner, you're setting your own schedule. And there's not someone to, you know, you don't have a boss. You're the boss, and so mm-hmm. you need to decide how you need to do your, t- finish your tasks daily, weekly, and also give your time, give yourself some time off and some downtime to recharge, personal development time, all of that. So, uh, time and project management are are some skills that need to be fine tuned a little too.
0: No, that that makes sense, and especially during uh, during this time, um, during COVID time, like I've I've seen that because there's so much changing and so much happening, a lot of people end up spending a lot more than they used to pre-COVID because because things are just changing and evolving. So so there's a lot more need of the time, and that may lead to the burnout. Um, so that is, I think, one of the key things that we all should avoid uh, to. Yeah to burn out, so so that makes sense and i really culture, like to yeah. i'm sorry no no go ahead sorry, sorry.
1: Our, our culture is this i'm busy all the time i work all the time kind of culture so sometimes we think that we need to be working at, you know eight hours a day when sometimes you can accomplish what you need to do in a shorter period of time so so right. you know learning how to manage all that effectively
0: no yeah, that makes sense um, what I was, I was trying to add was I, I really liked your point uh, about the whole um, learning of marketing and, and seeing marketing as two aspects. There's front door uh, sort of marketing, you're bringing in new customers, and then also the, the marketing of, uh, of sort of uh, engaging and retaining your existing customers. So, so mm-hmm. that, that makes a lot of sense. Any, any specific, because uh, nah, I think that is something that gets overlooked a lot of times. Uh, that aspect of running a business and sort of uh, growing a business, because that's a pretty solid growth part of the business. Um, so, any any thoughts or any anything that you want to share around that that you have seen um, as you work with your clients, uh, uh, like any any takeaways that our listeners can can take away from there on the marketing side of the things.
1: Um, and are you speaking to to the specific aspect that I mentioned about? With existing clients?
0: Yeah, yeah, existing, both, I would say. Any, anything that they can learn on that side based on your experience um, that they can implement or they can learn um, uh, to, to grow their business on the marketing side of things, both sides, retention and uh, front door acquisition.
1: Yeah, um, front door acquisition, I think that social media, of course, is a huge component front door acquisition. And then also um, community outreach things uh, is something that I think that gets overlooked a lot. Um, partnering with other businesses in your community and um, getting out to community events, supporting community events, sponsoring community events, things like that um, is a big, is a huge um thing that you can do to get people in the front door, to get your brand in front of more faces. Um, Many, many, many times I'll talk with business owners and they'll tell me that they have clients that come in and say, how long have you been here? I didn't know that this business existed. And so getting out into the community, not using social media, but like old school, uh, Mm -hmm. getting out into the community is is still a really, really helpful tool.
0: Um,
1: And then as far as once you have the clients, it's a well-known fact that it's more expensive to get a new client than it is to keep an existing client. And so retention is huge. Um, And so having things like uh, reoccurring pricing options, like memberships, um, Mm -hmm. auto pay memberships and services is a really important aspect of... um, retention, and then also to have a solid sales process that takes them from an introductory offer to membership and then keeps them engaged as members as well. So you know that sales process, but then you also have some sort of member engagements, regular communications with them via email, text, Facebook group, um, or even live in a brick and mortar. Uh, mm-hmm. to keep your members engaged and to keep them active in your community yeah
0: no that 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 makes that makes a lot of sense and and then especially uh, like you mentioned that um, acquiring a new customer is is super exp- very expensive as compared to retaining the existing customer I think it's 10, 15 times there's a data mm-hmm. point there uh it varies from industry to industry but but on an average it is 10, 10 to fifteen times more expensive to to acquire a new customer um, as opposed to making or keeping your existing customers happy. And uh, it's a lot less cheaper there. Okay. Um, a lot less yeah. Work. Yeah. A lot less work. And, and also there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, other, uh, other things that comes out of a good, uh, happy customer because they'll, they're going to bring their friends. They're going to talk about mm-hmm. your business. And then the community aspect that you were referring to, I think the word sort of gets out. If, if you have like, 20, 50, happy customers, then I think it can, it take no time to go to like 150, 200 customers, just organically, because people are, people are going to talk about it. People are going to talk to their friends, their five, 10, 15, 20 friends and family, and they will, they will know about like that free marketing kind of thing. Um,
1: and word yeah. of mouth for new clients is huge with fitness business businesses. Yes.
0: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Awesome. So, so just shifting gears a little bit, um, we, I did touch on the COVID part. So with that, the new sort of uh, thing that came in was the the online part. So, uh, so with everything sort of getting online and, and sort of uh, moving there, a lot of now businesses and our clients have a hybrid model where they are doing in-person um, face-to-face sort of uh, classes and sort of training and also online as well. So, so with that, what, what are you seeing in terms of uh, um, in terms of the things that are making some people a lot more effective on the online side of the things? Uh, cause, cause that's again, a new sort of uh, space, a, a new, a completely new area for a lot of business owners. Cause, cause yes, they did create a zoom account. They got on the zoom, but at the same time, not everyone has been super effective and happy and, and satisfied running with the with the online Zoom thing? So what, what are you seeing as a few of the things that they need and should learn um, to be successful on that
1: side? I think that one of the most important things um, is thinking about the client experience. So with all of my clients that are business owners, those that have been most successful with the online aspect of things, with the online Um, aspect of their businesses, they are the ones that have the most one-on-one interaction with their clients. Um, So Mm -hmm. these clients that you have virtually, that your online clients are, they feel distanced from you and they feel a bit isolated. And so the more you can do to interact with them um, during the offering of your services, the better. So if they're one-on-one services, the one-on-one training sessions or something like that, then you do have one-on-one interaction with them. But think even further about what you can do during that session to make it individualized for that client even more. You know, what can you do to make them enjoy that session, even beyond just the, the training that you're offering? And then if you offer larger group classes, then you want to start to think about ways that you can um, get everyone kind of involved or making them feel like they're part of a community. So whether that be a a special maybe Facebook Facebook group with just the online group of people, or you can also offer like, uh, online coffee chats and things like that with, with the group of people that attend the online classes. And then you can also encourage a little bit of chit chat before or after the group classes, things like that. So that the person gets a little bit more of a taste of the in-studio experience while still being virtual.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and with that, um, I think, um, i think with this like you you mentioned that uh, just having that experience uh, i'm also i've also noticed that a lot of end consumers or members they are also like in that whole spectrum of age range as well so so there are a lot of young uh, young people and then a little bit elderly people as well so so that whole experience needs to be very smooth and uh, very frictionless because uh, because just getting to that Booking that class and just getting into that class should be like absolutely seamless. Um, like they're getting a text with a link, and then just click on that link, and boom, they are they're in. Rather than going to going to a and then going to another page, logging in, and then finding the class, and then going to the link. Like rather than taking five six steps, if it's like just one step right before the call, right before the class, they get a text message or something. Uh, but but I think what I'm what I'm seeing is that needs to be super smooth uh in terms of experience to uh to to have that
1: uh, i have agree that. with that i was i was talking mostly about the in-class experience but you're absolutely right and, and everyone has different levels of tech ability so, right you know right. That client journey, uh, you, and you can even try it out yourself. Whatever platform you use, you make a test client account, account for yourself and go through all the steps of registering for a class and see what happens and how easy it is. That's a super important part too. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. It's part of uh, the journey, absolutely. And and I think that's where some of that thing comes in, where uh, I, I'm sure your clients lean pretty heavily on you. Is uh, is about this. The, the systems and the software and and the stack that they should be using, because because all of that, again, gets uh, is is a new space uh, for. I'm assuming a lot of lot of the clients that work with you. So um, so now that 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 makes sense. So with that, uh, Teresa, we uh, we are going to be wrapping up soon. And my last question for you uh, would be, uh, which I pretty much ask uh, every guest uh, that that comes there, uh, You have achieved a lot you, you you have been a successful business coach very reputed you have helped hundreds of hundreds of business owners succeed and you're still helping them uh i uh, we all want to know uh what has been that spotlight uh, moment in your journey so far uh that that changed everything for for good uh that that changed everything for good that that sort of brought you here if you look back <clears throat> if you look back and you see that hey that was that was one moment or that was one thing that sort of triggered this thing and and you're here uh, on this path. so is, is there anything uh, that you want to share with us on that uh,
1: I think that um, I think I kind of already touched on it once but I'll but I'll mention it again it's that um, it was kind of like an, an aha moment when I had my own yoga studio when I was struggling with um, decisions that I had to make pricing staffing how should I handle this situation with a client how should I handle this situation with a staff member and um and struggling with some of those uh ideas and wishing that I had someone to help me and then that was kind of my aha moment with with wanting to become a consultant because I it, I don't want people to have to struggle like that. I I didn't Mm. like struggling like that. I don't want others to have to struggle like that. And so if I can help them figure out some of this stuff and again, you know, be a right hand woman to help some people, um, that's, that's what I want to do. And so that's what I've been doing. And so, um, that has kind of changed things from, um, changed everything for good as, as kind of, you said, you know, because now I am doing that. Now I can do that. Mm-hmm. Now I can help people that way.
0: Nice. nice. Uh, thanks. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty, thanks for sharing that. And I'm pretty, uh, pretty exciting there. Cause, uh, cause yeah, with that moment, you, you realize that I, uh, you can kind of scale that knowledge. You can scale the, the impact that you're making um, because it was a problem that you yourself faced and you're like, hey, there are hundreds of other people who are going to be facing that problem in the future and they're facing it right now. So, um, yeah. though that's, uh, thanks for sharing that. That's, that's pretty exciting. Thanks for sharing the, the whole knowledge, uh, today. And I'm sure it's been really helpful for our listeners today. And, and if there's anything that, that you want uh, to ask, uh, Teresa, or if you want to, uh, if you're like, Hey, I also need a coach. I also need someone, uh, on, uh, by my side to, to help me take those decisions then you can absolutely get in touch with, with her, uh, her, uh, her website is, um, Teresa, T E R E S A Z consulting.com. Uh, you can just, uh, set up a set up an appointment or, or you can talk to her or you can reach out to her at hello at Teresa Z consulting.com. Um, so yeah, uh, with that, Teresa, it was great talking to you. Thanks for sharing all of those, uh, those, those information and sharing that knowledge with us. Um, and, and and yeah with that uh, uh, we'll be back with uh, with another guest uh, so stay
1: tuned everyone thank you